Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Hi, everyone. It's Sophia. Welcome to Work in Progress. Hi, Whip Smarties. Welcome back to Work in Progress. Today, I am so thrilled to be joined by the one and only Matthew McConaughey. You likely know Matthew as an Academy Award-winning actor, perhaps also a New York Times best-selling author. He wrote an incredible memoir called Green Lights. He is here to talk about his new book, Just Because. We will, of course, talk about his incredible career spanning from his first movie, Dazed and Confused, to films like A Time to Kill, The Wedding Planner, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Failure to Launch, Fool's Gold, my personal favorite As you know, I love anything having to do with space, interstellar. I could go on and on, but perhaps what impresses me the most about Mr. McConaughey is who he is in the world as a dad, as a friend, as an advocate, and yes, as the co-owner of a soccer team. We have a lot to talk about today. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's so nice to see you again. Am I talking to you? Are you at your home in Texas? I am at home in Texas, yes. All right. Well, for the friends uh, joining us today, we we caught up for a few moments before we started our interview. And Matthew's got uh, an array of amazing musical instruments from around the world on one side Mm -hmm. of him. Great art books on the other, including one of my favorites um, that's all about the Chinati Foundation, which is a beautiful place out in West Texas. There it is. I... I love knowing that you have like Donald Judd fandom in your heart. That makes me so happy. And you are someone who I've known for a long time. I don't know well, but I get to watch the way you move in the world and to see the stories that you choose to tell and also the things that you choose to do with your platform has always really inspired me. Mm. And when you opened up to write your memoir and talk about your upbringing and your life, I thought that was such a bold choice. And and we're here in this moment where you've you've done something that I admire so much in a different light, but it's another book. You've written this beautiful children's book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I love this book so much. I love learning that it is based um, you know, on these on these couplets inspired by Bob Dylan, who by the way is on my office wall right here. Oh, Bob, the original you know? rapper. This is the coolest guy. Um, there's so much 
that I just think is so cool about you, man. And I want to ask you a million questions, but I want to start backing up from, you know, Academy Award winner and New York Times bestseller that all the people know and and love to follow. I want to know like a little bit, can you set a stage for us about who Mr. Matthew McConaughey was as a kid? Like, were you, maybe for, if there's anybody listening who hasn't read the memoir, like, would you say that you were always this sort of joyful, curious, free spirit, like, collector of good energy? Did that start young or did you find it? No, I think, you know what, bring that up. I I, I think so. Look, I did realize this just a couple years ago. I was, I was a good golfer, but I was number two on the team. I, I was decent at different sports, but I was never the best at the sport. Um, mm. I won trophies for most spirited. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the team, I got a lot of trophies for most spirited. So when I look back, and I remember at the time thinking like, oh, dang it, man, what's the most spirited? What am I doing? Am I, I mean, I'm hyping the team up or what's that? And I look back and I'm now more proud of winning most spirited than, than I was then. Um, mm. I was... Yeah, I mean, one, we had some rules in the house that that I think engineered the way I engaged with the world and people. One was if it was daylight, you had to be outside. Mm. And so constantly outside, um, active. Mom had a sort of a little rule, like, don't, you weren't allowed much media. Like, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch somebody do something you can go out and do on your own. That was a big mm. rule of hers. Then I know when we got to, um, you know, high school, I was the guy who was very popular, student council, made grades, played sports, you know, one most handsome a senior year. But I was also the one that was friends with Betty Rice, the one gothic girl mm. who everyone thought was a lesbian. You know, uh, I was friends with, uh, Arnold, I forget his name. He was, uh, uh, um, forget his last name. He was, uh, um, uh, sort of, uh, people, people called him the runt. He was the short kind of, uh, black kid with the big fro and the people would p- pick on him. And like mm-hmm. two, the only, I got in a fight, couple fights. I got like three fights through high school and they were all for taking up for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friends with Ronald Hatley who sat on the front row in math class and was the nerd. Mm-hmm. And I think I, what I would do is a lot of times at lunch or even on Friday nights, I would kind of invite them into the, the popular group or whatever we were doing mm-hmm. or invite them over or at lunch, come sit at the table or we'll sit on the hill. And it always just felt I wasn't trying to prove anything. I just thought they were cool. And yeah. I liked them. I wasn't trying to be like a, a, a do-gooder or anything. I actually liked these people and I would always bring them in. And I was the one, I think, who, who kind of was known to bring an outsider, someone mm. considered an outsider, into the group, um, and maintain some friendships there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just I don't know. I just found people interesting. My dad. Maybe I got some of that from my dad. My dad. If I could say anything about him, about one of my his greatest traits is he he was always for the underdog. Mm. I mean, he would pick out of a crowd the underdog. Or the, I remember he 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 had this this guy in my big brother's class who name was Rudy and he was a long distance runner, but he had really short legs and he was never going to win any of the long distance runs, but boy, Rudy would just pedal those short legs. And my dad was like, he'd pay him a dollar for every, if he broke these certain times and he always rooted for Rudy and Rudy would come up in the stands after the, after the track beats and dad would talk to him. Anyway, dad was always for the underdog. And I think I, I picked that up mm-hmm. and, um, uh, if anything, I probably parlayed that into enjoying it when I'm the underdog, or at least having an underdog mentality. Interesting. When maybe I'm considered an overdog in certain situations. When maybe it's like well, you're not an underdog right now, McGonna. Hey, you're the you're the you're the man for this job. You're the person for this job. You're you're like who we're betting on. I I still in that frame like to go. Well, then I'm an underdog. 
And it gives me something to fight out of. It gives me something to go. I have to really take ownership of what it is I'm going to do or who I am at that time, because that's the only way I'm going to really succeed and be hungry and taste it. I find that so fascinating. So even when you are in that sort of number one position, you try mentally to think about occupying that space with underdog energy? 100%. 100%. So, so how does that translate? Like, well, I, I could pick any movie off, off the list and say, okay, you're starring in this film, you're producing this film, you're the number one on the call sheet. Right. How, how, does, how does that mentality, I'm fascinated by this. How does, how does it show up for you? I've got something to prove. Um, I'm, wow. And by that time, if I'm number one on the call sheet, I'm in the door. Mm-hmm. I'm in the game. I'm taking the snaps. I can, you know, but now everyone's, ex- you get a lot of, you get, the world becomes yes. You get more insulation. Mm-hmm. You get more of what you want. I still do my best to zone out as much of that as possible. Yeah. Um, well, cause none of that's real anyway. No, nah, and it's, it's nice. Sometimes you need it for a confidence boost, but try to zone that stuff out try to minimalize and put myself in a position where I have to, I don't like too many people doing too many things for me. I, I like mm. figuring it out, having to do even mm-hmm. some menial stuff is part of kind of, I don't know, part of what maybe keeps me a little hungry sometimes in those positions. Um, look, and here's the, the, the math is if you are an overdog, if you're expected to win, if you're expected to do well, Mm-hmm. You're expected to be the champion at something. As an overdog, you actually you are the an underdog. You're the one. You're you're, an, you're the outcast. Mm, yeah. Right. If you're expected to win, then you're the you're the alien one of the group. Mm-hmm. You're the outcast. When you're expected to win, you're almost set up to fail. That's why people say it's lonely at the top, right? That that idea of being the outcast because you're you're one of one up here. That's a really interesting way to flip that. But you you know script. if you flip it, you actually are. You're the you're in the minority by far. Yeah. And to look at that and go, I can either you know the light that the light that's coming off of that person in that star position can either suck all the energy out of the room mm. and everyone else's energy because it's about me 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 me, or it can fill it. And, and, and illuminate the room, the people around. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, it, 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 uh, it, it, it's, a, it's something I've, I think I probably started to do intellectually to fight off complacency, to, 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 to keep confidence, but not ever get arrogant, to, mm-hmm. to make sure I'm, I'm turning over every stone to see if I've taken every angle and if I have enough, if I turn over enough stones, as you know, we study for a role or something. If you turn over enough stones in preparation, whoo, you're never overconfident in a scene. You feel, <sighs> you, you're never cocky in a scene. You may be confident because you feel like, oh, I've got, I've got audibles. I got four different ways. I'm, t- I'm ready for yeah. whatever you give me. Come you got on. a playbook. Yeah. Right. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. Um, but it keeps us on our toes and we're alive. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. not, I mean, and I've had times where I'm like, oh, I woke up in the morning, look at the scene, oh, I got this. And I walk on and I do it. I'm like, why don't I, why do I not have butterflies? In my stomach? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Concerns me. Did I, am I not, did I not opine enough? Did I not dig deep enough? Did I not mm. challenge myself in ways? Am I, am I being a little lazy? Mm. Am I disconnecting the dots? Yeah, what I did works. But was there room to find some magic that may have surprised me and you and the director? Mm. It was. So let's. Let's not be so self-assured, you know. That. I love that. That's really interesting that you put it that way because I do find, you know, since I was a kid, always being really, really curious, I have found that the way that I I make sense of all my big feelings, all my big emotions, which, you know, we need to be able to show up on a set and, like, act a life in front of a technical crew I've always leaned into the data. So I'm like, well, how does this make sense? Like this this thing that's affecting humanity or this crisis that's happening somewhere, why does it happen and how does it work? And um, can someone explain like the social science to me? Right. And what it's taught me, 
And where I think I find that feeling of butterflies is the more I can prepare, the more I can learn for a role. It's kind of the way I feel about learning about life and how the Mm. world works. I'm like, oh, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And I kind of love that feeling. I love to walk onto a set and be like, I've got the playbook. Like, you want to call audibles? Like, which one do you want to call? This will be fun. But, oh, boy, the bigger the playbook is, the more I'm like, I don't know, man, and I yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. I'm terrified, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. The ter- the terrifying feeling is actually fun. You know, it's it's, mm. it's part of the uh, inspiration for the book just because I hear your mm. kids all the time. I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. And they go, you see them going I don't think I should feel both at the same time. I have to choose one or the other. Why isn't it just one yeah. or the other? No, 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 no. These are mm-hmm. good together. This this is yeah. this is how it goes. This is how you should That's feel. That's where the so magic is. Have those two feelings. Um mm. yeah, I mean, you know, knowing what we're doing. I look, I know this. My first film day is confused. I'd never been in front of a camera before. Ever? But I've been to film school. And I know, I remember that night being invited to set and going on and being in the camera. Yeah, I was nervous. But the fact that I knew what everybody on set was doing, I knew that was a grip department. I knew that that was sound. I knew mm-hmm. that was the cameraman. I knew it took a lot of pressure off because like, oh, they have a necessary job to do. Yeah. They don't not do what I'm doing, but they're necessary. So they're not all just looking at me going like, we just showed up to look at you, which makes you feel like, oh. <laughs> like no, they're all doing something. And knowing what everyone did behind the camera i know mm. helped go, oh and i got my job too and it's mm-hmm. part of this machine okay mm-hmm. but if i wouldn't have known what everyone around the camera was doing i think i would have had that feeling of like is this all about me is everyone here just to watch me do what i'm about to do and i'm scared i would have i think i would have had more nerves yeah and now a word from our sponsors who make this show possible Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. I think it's been very cool to see the public um, have the veil pulled back a little bit this summer because so Mm. many people have learned about what we do because of the strikes in our unions, right? Like with the writers and the actors and everybody trying to figure out how we move forward on these teams with, you know, this new tech and all the new things that exist out here. I've had so much pride talking about our unions. Mm. And I'm like, you know how excited I am to go to work and like be a union worker and whatever people out there think a set is, it's literally just crews of people doing construction and lighting and camera rigging. And like, we're out there, you know, making people laugh in between takes and then doing the weird thing that we do. And I I don't know, it's been so special to be able to let people in on that Mm -hmm. a little bit. And and you're right. It's special to be on a set and look around and go like, wow, all these departments have to work together. And they and- all specifically have a trade or a craft mm-hmm. they have to be experts in. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a great, I always tell businesses, I go, you want to see a well-run business, come to a film set. Everybody has a specific task and craft that they have to be great at. And if you're mm-hmm. not good at it, you get the slip on Monday morning and all of a sudden you go, where's John? Yeah, that's John went and found it work somewhere else. You got to be efficient. You got to know your stuff. And, you know, it's like conversations. I love how conversations uh, you could you and I could be talking as as two actors working together or I could be a grip and you could be the actors. And we're sitting here chatting and all of a sudden we hear that cue. Okay, it's on the set. We don't go. Oh, I got to go. Excuse me. You just you just peel right off as soon as you hear it. Yeah. Predicate, oh, I got to go. That's me. No, it's all understood. You just walk yeah. away with conversation and go do yeah. what it is. And it just, and then if you run back and eat into each other later that day, you maybe continue it. Maybe you continue it tomorrow. Maybe continue it next week, the next time you run into yeah. each other. But the efficiency um, mm-hmm. of how sets run is mm. something to be admired and something I think a lot of businesses could look at. Yeah, absolutely. How did you, you know, going from being the most spirited kid on the team? And this collector of good energy and good friends. How did you decide to pursue film? Like, where where did the passion for art come from? Because you grew up with this passion for yeah. sports, and in such a in such a sport heavy and I always uh, had a environment. Lawyer, yeah. I mean, the the arts were something to consider as a hobby at mm-hmm. the most in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, although. I've learned as we do when our mothers or fathers or something pass away. I've, you know, after my father passed away, I found all these paintings and sculptures that he did. I was like, mom, when was he doing this? She was like, oh, after y'all go to bed at night. He'd go, and I was like, we never saw any of this. He never talked to us about any of this or never invited us out. I remember he showed me how to whittle also would, but I never knew he liked to paint and stuff. And, and I was like, oh, so there was a, a there was a right brain there uh, as an artist that was in in the DNA somewhere, maybe. Um, uh-huh. For me, it was around. I mean, look, I can't if I trace it back. I think I could go all the way back. Yeah. Earlier than I give it credit for, but when I really realized it. And was able to at least admit that I liked it. And at least admit that I was curious about it. Mm. Enough to say, I don't want to go to law school. I want to go to film school, not actor mm. school. Couldn't admit that. I couldn't admit I wow. wanted to go to camera. Uh-uh. That was still felt like, no, no, you just hold your horses, buddy. Just go into mm. the storytelling business behind the camera, but not in front. Well, now, when I look back, once I made that choice, when we'd break into small director groups in the class and stuff, I was always jumping over going kind of like this and I'd kind of perform it. 
And mm. I, was, I was someone in all in acting in film school that the other directors would go, will you be the actor in my film? And I was like, okay, sure. But I didn't, I wasn't putting together like, mm. maybe I'm okay at this. Maybe I got a bit of the talent for this. I, I was just like, sure. It was just part of the, the crew and, and, and making the movie. Um, and I think that I secretly wanted to be in front of the camera the whole time. I just couldn't mm. admit it. I mean, I couldn't even admit it in my, in my dream. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even dream about it. But now looking back, I think I wanted to. And mm. then when, you know, I got a chance to get in front of a camera in a real film, Days Confused, and Three Lines Turned in Three Weeks Work, man, I loved it. Yeah. And I paid whatever, three SAG minimum, 325 a night. And I'm going, is this legal? <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. And yeah. there are people coming up, pat me on the back, going, man, you're good at this. Good job tonight. And I'm going, great. You want to come back tomorrow night? Yes, I do. Sure and do. I pull back in, and all of a sudden, three weeks go by, and I'm like, that was so much fun. It's the best summer I've ever had. And then people were like, wow. you, you really was a great character. Wooderson, man, thank you. Great job. I'm like, great. So then I went back to school, back to film school, mm. finished film school, and drove out. West with the U-Haul and a couple thousand bucks and had the movie Days Confused as my resume to put in front of people yeah. at meetings to find an agent. And then um, that was in 1993. And so we're 30 years later and thankfully it worked. It's really amazing. How, how do you think your training in film school and especially doing doing the team sport work you talk yeah. about, right? Like these small yeah. director groups and jumping in and doing whatever anybody asks you to do on their yep. film, watching other people direct, learning how to direct yourself. Do you, do you feel like that influenced the way you work and the way you prepare as an actor mm -hmm. as you built your career? 100%. 100%. 100%. I went toward, I think from that experience, I went towards acting in a very utilitarian way. Like I could talk mm. about that first night on the set. I knew what everyone's job was. And I knew that mm. if someone doesn't do their job well, the whole thing doesn't work in that person's mm. job. So I had a lot of reverence for the craft and the fact that I was a part, a main uh, a part of the whole machine. Mm -hmm. um, and that all this stuff was done for me to tell the truth between action and cut. Mm. There's a lot of stuff done because action and cut for a 12 hour day is actually what less than an hour. If you add it all together. Right. Mm. Um, so the preparation to nail it or tell the truth between action got to prepare enough, which is the work so I could play on the day between mm -hmm. action um, to, to take risks in a scene as my, you know, I started studying acting much later, 1998, mm. Penny Allen, who's recently passed away a few years ago. My, one of my greatest mentors, um, mm. 19 years I worked with her and she would say this thing to me after I started to learn what I was doing, actually, she was like, she would say this thing, try to screw up, try to screw up. I dare you. You can't. And it's very, it's very, so it's very true. It's very liberating. Go out there. Tr you're nervous. Try and screw it up. How dare you? Mm. It's a very it's it, it takes us off balance into a wonderful place, and you see the wheels turning in the scene. Yeah. You see us get off. Yeah, you see myself get off balance and find my balance again, which is what we all want to see. We don't want to see someone come in fully balanced, got it handled, mm. blow through the obstacle out the other scene. You're like, wow, so self assured. That was great, but you didn't give your obstacle enough credit. Get off balance. Go, Whoa! That's what we love to see is someone yeah. trying to find their balance. Yeah. Is, um, That's a beautiful anyway, way to put it. Things like that. I mean, but I always, uh, I, I love, I love, I still to this day, I, I, my least favorite place to set is back to my damn trailer. I like oh. to go to set in the morning. I don't go in there. And be there for the next 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's what I love about doing independent films. You have to, time so precious, you have to move fast. So there's no real time to go back and go, I'm going to go back to the trailer for a couple hours and wait for the setup. I'm like, let's make some magic, man. Let's crank it. 
Let's mm -hmm. go. I want to play. I don't want to go back there and have my damn phone ring or no. think or take a call. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like because the, the, the when we go act, we are on we're we get to be on an island. It's vacation. Mm -hmm. If we take care of our person, our man, mm -hmm. our woman, our, our 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 being, that's our character. If we take care of that, and that's our full commitment for mm -hmm. the day every day, that's plenty. Yeah. And then some. Even yeah, if you, it's that, you end up finishing something like, oh, I could have done. Oh, I missed. I didn't. I didn't realize. I could have done this that day. But yep. still, it's plenty, and it's so important. Hmm. Um, and it's, but it's also vacation to have that singular focus. Yes, to, because we are in our own world to turn the rest of the world away. To not worry about mm -hmm. time and space of the real world we're living in. Mm -hmm. Well, and, when you think about it, to to hold a, a whole life that you're creating in real time, it's like you're building the bridge as you walk across it. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of focus. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of brain power. It's a lot of uh, emotional resonance. And you're right. Like to, to, to make an island every day, yeah. it requires a lot of energy. It's a, it's a beautiful energy. But yeah, you can't be like off doing other things while you're doing this. I mean, and what a gift also because you're not building the bridge of the life of a character in chronological order. Yeah. You may be building <laughs> mile 220 on day one mm -hmm. and mile one, the birth of the character on day 46. So you right. have to put the puzzle together or the music or the meter, the, 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 the musical sheet of where you are and kind of have an mm. idea of where you've just come from and where you're going. At every mm -hmm. bridge that you put, yeah, mark of an entire character. That's super fun. It's almost yeah. scientific in a yeah. way for its art. And now a word from our sponsors. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's eighty acres farms. Did you know most salads travel over two thousand miles to reach your plate? But not eighty acres farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. How do you think about that? I've, I've been really fascinated lately to talk to people in our, in our world about the way I visualize it. You know, everyone always talks about a bottleneck, like things start to narrow and, you know, how do you get it all out? And I think about getting into a, a job in the reverse order. Like you got to get in the mouth of the bottle mm-hmm. and start to build and then it widens and it widens and then you're in this glass, yeah. you know, like the ship's in the glass bottle. Yeah. So w- where do you like to start in the I'm, in the I'm, 30 years you talk about? Like, so what I'm, have you I'm, found? I'm similar. I call it conservative early, liberal late, and I don't mean politics. Mm. What I mean is you said you like to know the social science, the meaning. That script, that text is our first Bible. Yeah. I found that. And long, while I'm reading, I'm getting, oh, that's a cool idea. But I'm like, uh-uh, we're not latching on to any imaginatory ideas right now. We're going to mm. get to that. Nuts and bolts. What's engineered? What's the truth in this script, in this text mm. about my care? I'm going to get to know them inside of who are they? Who are they not? Mm. What's true? Oh, and then you get to somewhere and maybe part of this could be like, why am I having trouble with this? Well, if you get the first part right, you know what, who, what's true and, and who, your, who your character is. It'll reveal who they're not. And mm. usually that scene that you're having trouble with probably isn't written well. Probably needs a rewrite. It's a good sign, but conservative early, liberal late. Now, once I get the nuts and bolts down to what's being given to me, now comes the fun part. Get through that bottleneck. Now mm. let's now let's play. I've got a yeah. few rules that do's and don'ts of who my man is and who they're not. Nothing stringent. Mm. Nothing. No no vice grip on it. But I understand the lay of land, the rules of the world. There are rules if you're playing a lawyer. There's certain things you would. Certain things you might want to say on the stand that when you're interrogating someone that in the, in, a, in a courtroom you go that's great but the lawyer could not say that you would mm-hmm. get objected it would so you have there are certain okay playing an astronaut there's certain things <clears throat> there's a vernacular there's an occupation mm-hmm. now you go play somebody like a Wooderson in Days Confused or for for me the Beach Bump there's no rules this is not about occupation this is about Anarchy or chaos or cool or just about human interactions and job. Mm. Romantic comedies are never really about the occupation. They're about mm-hmm. back and forth, a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Oh, an mm-hmm. attraction. I like seeing these two dance together. Dancing. Ooh, yeah. Look at them. They ja- oh, they mess with you. Oh, she's duping him. Oh, he's duping her. Mm-hmm. But it's not about, you know, how to lose a gun in 10 days. I, my, my character works at an ad agency. Yeah. Okay, but who cares? It's not about a guy, <laughs> right? It's just a, yeah. it's a sort of a place setter of, a, of an occupation. It's about mm-hmm. the interaction. Boy meets girl and the ones I've done and then and, and where they go, then they come together, they break up, boy chases a girl, catches her at the end, way come together, kiss, credits roll. Mm-hmm. It's not, a you know, so mm-hmm. I kind of break them down into like, it's very simply like you got Saturday night characters and you got Monday morning characters. Now, yeah. Saturday night ones, you turn responsibility down. Monday morning, you turn responsibility up. And what is the task? What is the duty? Mm-hmm. What are my responsibilities to my character? What do they need to do? And who are they and who are they not? And the occupation, mm-hmm. a lot of times, to tell you that. Um, the consequences, there are consequences. So I, dramas are really fun. Dramas have higher consequences mm-hmm. for good or for bad, for glory or for pain. Yeah. Um, so I just, but I start there with the text, make sure I hammer that down and really understand what the heck I'm saying and why it was written. Like mm-hmm. to go to the writer, like, well, what does this mean? Oh, oh, that was your intent. Okay, 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 I misread, okay. But then you start finding deeper meanings that by the time we're going to go shoot, we're gonna, or I'm going to take over the character, or we're going to go on screen, mm-hmm. I I want to be in full ownership. Yeah. And I want to, I, 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 I'm going to that writer and going, he's not yours anymore, he's mine. Yeah. You know, now I'm putting the bloodline into it. I've uh, um, you mm-hmm. you birthed it, but now I'm going to go live it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I want to be the Matt has a cup for me, the master of my man. I want to, I want to know what I know, know what I don't know and have come in and be able to know what they would buy at the quick mark with the dollar in their pants that they landed on Mars. Hmm. Blindfolded. You know what I mean? I'll press record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, yeah, I'll go yeah. in and do what my, what my guy would do. I want to know those things. And uh, that's when it becomes really fun. You know? Mm. When you think about how you overtake someone like that, because you do, you're right. The writer gives birth to this character and then you have to make it your own. It becomes a part of you. It becomes like your child in a way, like you have to rear this thing. Were there any nerves for you when you started writing, when you decided like, oh, hey, I'm going to go and write books. I'm going I'm yes, to expand into this other. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I did? Um, and I think you'll probably know what I'm talking about because it work. It goes along with us as performers as well. Um, I think we've all done it or, and I've done it before, but I caught, caught me in writing. I started off the first two weeks and I was nervous and I was like, I've always written, but I've never not out there as a writer. Mm. And it was important to me the first two weeks. Remember, I was writing and I go back, I'd read some of my stuff. I was like, it's really clever. It's really, wow, that's an impressive sentence. And I noticed I was writing to mm. impress. Mm -hmm. And that's what I went. Because I was looking at this stuff going very impressive. I was like, but. You're not, you're not really getting there, dude. You're kind of polishing the car, McConaughey. What you, <laughs> you sound really academically smart and clever, and I get it, but I don't feel you, man. So I was telling myself, and I was wow. like, squashed it on. I was like, oh, don't write to impress anyone else. Mm -hmm. If you write well, yeah, it may be impressive, mm. but don't write to impress. Mm. If you write well, someone may go, I'm impressed with that. But that's very different than going, I'm going to write because I want to impress you. And that's what I started off doing. And I scrapped wow. and, and Wow. It. I love that. And I imagine you have to, you have to get under the desire to be good, especially when you're writing about your own life. Because to write about your own life, you have to be honest. And you have to be who you are. You have to be delicious and flawed and talk about your successes and when you've been not your highest self and all those things yeah. together. That <laughs> part for me was pretty, was the easier part because okay. I was truly the author of it and I knew it. Mm. And so mm. I didn't put any sort of governor or limitation on my honesty. Trust me, I went into things that I've edited out. Yeah. And of the book, mm -hmm. and a lot of people's favorite thing about the book is some of the honesty or say, oh, that was so vulnerable. You shared that. There's, I went into deeper detail in certain things that I even pulled out because I, for the, because I was also conscious that being a celebrity putting a book out, I didn't want someone to pull a, a bold print headline of one of those stories yeah. because that wasn't what the book was about. Yeah. And they'll you always I mean? try. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that's risk reward. That's going to be bait. And if that's a mm -hmm. headline, it's getting people off on the wrong track. So okay. that's so smart. But to be honest about it, but then it was, um, you know, because everything, I think if we're just, on, if we're just honest, if mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's art. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like a 13 year old's diary or journal, if they're completely honest does not mean it's Shakespeare. Right. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the next challenge of the challenge was, well, how is this? It, 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 I'm under, and that little trick happened. The more personal I got, the more I started yeah. to go like, oh, I think this can have access to humanity. I think other people mm -hmm. can see themselves mm -hmm. in me because I'm seeing myself and others. And then I can get mm -hmm. this reciprocity that what we do when, when art goes out and you start to, that's mm -hmm. it. Oh, I see you. You see me. Oh, you were so personal, but yet this is about humanity. That's yeah. the honey. Yeah. Well, you and know? that's the cool thing, right? Is like the the truth that exists at that intersection of two essentially opposite ideas that the incredibly specific is the most universal. Yep. Like that that's the keyhole through yep. which people come. And like, that's a big idea. 
you know, to process as an adult. And it's so transcendent because it's what you did here. Mm. Like you're telling kids all through this book in all of these couplets that these things that seem to oppose each other are true at the same time. And that's where the magic is like right in that little keyhole. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, you know, and it's not, it is, it is a, it can seem like a keyhole. It can seem like a tight wire act, but when we're on it, it's definitely not the bottleneck. It's ta-da. Yes. All access autobahn, 16 lanes swerve. It's the big bang. It's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's freedom and responsibility. It's the, mm. the truth and it's got a wink to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's, it's honest. It's, it's hard and it's playful. It, you know, mm. you, you smile through the pain and you laugh mm-hmm. through the tears. It's all of it. Um, and uh, I mean that finding that, that, that spot, I think we, I, look, it all goes as performers. People say this mm. all the time. Oh, you're you, when 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 performers do well, they're really becoming someone else. I don't believe mm. that. I think that's only half the journey. I think that's when the boomerang, when you is, is only halfway out. When it comes back is when we say, "No, I've inhabited someone else." In mm-hmm. so I could see that in myself. Yeah. And now it's coming out of us as personal vessels. It comes that we're the instrument. Mm-hmm. And if we can, yes, understand, learn from outside and who that is. But boy, when it comes back and you go, oh, Mm. that's me. I love it. Magic. And now a word from our wonderful sponsors. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo.
does that learning, that sort of journey to understand the boomerang, and in the way that when you look back at where it, where it sort of went into your childhood and, and that you can see now that your dad taught you to love an underdog, mm-hmm. and you learned later that your dad was also an artist, and mm-hmm. here you are as an artist learning the back and forth of these human journeys, and you're a dad. You know, you've, you've got three kids who are, you know, entering into their teen years. And I imagine what an amazing journey to like rear these little beings that are now becoming adults in their own right. Like, is, is there sort of that, you know, not to draw too wide a conclusion, but like as, as your friend who has like literal space tattoos on my body, because NASA is my everything. And the, the documentary, The Farthest, is my favorite movie of all time. And I, I could literally do a whole podcast episode with you just talking about Interstellar and the journey of that person and mm. the dad that you play across space time. Like, so it really, for me, feels meta. Like, whoa, you, you're, you're sort of like skating across this space in the universe of like art and generational inheritance and your, your paternal lineage and all these things. Like, does... Does, is there something about that that made you say, even though your kids aren't little anymore, like, I, I want to write a book for kids to teach them right. about this both and? Well, I think, again, it started, I think it was me mm. coming back home. Mm. Me going, hey, you were eight once, buddy. Mm. So you're always eight. If you want to be eight, mm-hmm. you have that. In, I have that. I have that. You know, we all have whatever age we were in us, in our lineage. Mm-hmm. And we can go visit it again and see through that prism again. So I was doing it for me. I was doing my own space journey back in time mm-hmm. to when I was eight. And that's where I was thinking. I was trying to see the world through my eight-year-old eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, how much is that part and parcel having children and trying to understand their and they're informing that, reminding me of that prism that mm. I to see through. But I was doing it for, for me. And once I got there and wake up and have this dream and start writing this ditty down, I'm like, wow, right on. Mm. I'm glad you didn't forget that. And, and thank you for reminding yourself, Matthew, mm. with the couplets that are in the book. And then going, well, that's what my kids, that's what I'm learning from my kids, too. That's stuff that they're wrestling with and oh, you know mm-hmm. when i talk to a lot of parents that talk about their kids wrestling with some of the same kind of stuff mm. oh boy is that old news to me no it's not old news to me i'm glad i like i said glad i reminded myself <laughs> yeah put it oh and hey guess what it rhymes mm-hmm. oh what about illustrations yeah, these things that package it to make it more digestible and almost seem innocent to make the broccoli taste good that mm-hmm. we can serve our young people and the young one in all of us to go, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is the truth about life, the poetry of life. Yeah. Um, it's not advice. Everyone's got their own story within every one of these paradigmical couplets. You know, everyone's got their own original story if they put themselves between oh i have felt this way and that way mm-hmm. at the same time oh i have labeled someone a liar when actually mm-hmm. it was a one-off and i really mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have labeled them that because they just kind of fibbed me that one time and i actually found out they they, they, they didn't really mean to and they didn't came and apologized for it but i called them i i, I, I cast them a liar and that person's mm-hmm. been bruised by that since i did that maybe i need to go back and See if we could rehabilitate the relationship because that was just a yeah. one. You know? Um, oh, I have got more excited when somebody, when my opponent missed the shot than when I made the shot. Well, mm-hmm. that's out of whack. Huh. Yeah. Do I have a little trouble enjoying seeing someone else's success? You know, I have that one in there just because you keep winning doesn't mean you're a cheater. It's like someone there are people that are just great at what they do. And sometimes yeah. we immediately go like, mm. mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of going, wow. Wow. Yes. Look at what humanity can, look how high humanity can rise. Look at mm-hmm. how, look at the, the potential and they activated it. Yeah. And they're just 
sit back and clap. And that yep. that will empower us a hell of a lot more than going, eh. you know, yeah. cynicism. It's one of the worst diseases of, of aging mm-hmm. when, when we quit believing. And I think to create these opportunities where we can interrogate those things. And just as you said, the couplet about is someone a liar or did they just lie one time as a human? We can also look at ourselves and say, am I being my highest self? Am I greeting the world with joy? Am I meeting other people's success with awe rather than jealousy? And and can I live a life where I self-interrogate and check in and make sure that as I age, learn, grow, I continue to lean into the good in myself and for others. And I think, again, yeah, it's a children's book, but it's a universal, it's a universal lesson that's so important. And it, it feels to me like it speaks to who you are and what you do with your platform in a larger sense. And I know we're, we're coming up on time, but I would be remiss. I want to talk to you about space and soccer and all the other things we have in common, but the foundation work that you do is so impressive to me. And the way you move in this world, and you said something earlier, you know, about story, Um, you know, this start conservative with the text on the page and then get liberal with the artful ideas as you go. And Mm -hmm. you said, you know, obviously you don't mean it politically. One of the things that amazes me about what you do is that in a world that seems to like ever increasingly want to polarize us based on these identities or ideologies, you have managed to remain who you are. Like you are Mr. Texas, you are a sports fan and you are an artist and you are an advocate and you make films that are meaningful to marginalized communities like Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. And you you went and you advocated for the, it makes me want to cry. You went and you advocated for those families in Uvalde so beautifully. And you talked about that little girl's green shoes. And you have managed to supersede the lie that we're all different. Like you've managed to remind people like, look, everybody wants their kids to flourish we're all in this big community together and we should sensibly support each other. And I, I find it to be so amazing. And I, I, I wonder like, do you just keep your eye on that North star of how to advocate for us and how to, how to create, you know, great programs, like what you do, what you've done for so long with the just keep living foundation, what you've been doing with this, Green Lights Grant Initiative. It's big stuff. Two things come to mind as as far as perspectives that I have and approaches to living that I have that I that are pretty much to who I am and instinctual at this point. Um, I do compare before I contrast. Mm. I look affirmative. Mm. Where are we like? Because actually we are different. We are all different in many ways. Mm-hmm but we're much more similar in our values than we mm-hmm. give ourselves credit for. Yes. Our values are on a higher plane that are above politics and above a whole bunch of these, these, these dichotomies that, and the, the, the didactics that we keep throwing out there and trying to say, mm-hmm. no, I need opposition because it, I get it. I understand why we, why we tribe up. We want identity. We want to be mm-hmm. a part of the team. But right now, our basis, a lot of our basis for being on a team is not really even knowing what our team's about. It's just about saying, well, I'm about whatever they're not. It's just, <laughs> right. it's like we're counterpunchy. No, mm-hmm. Instead of moving forward affirmatively with a vision, we go, you know what? This, this stands the test of time as we progress as, as a people. Mm. This is not about saying yes to everything. That would be anarchy. Mm-hmm. Progress will be about what from the past can we go that's time true and tested. That works mm-hmm. in the storm and in the sunshine. We got to take that into tomorrow and still be and still turn the page and go. Let's make sure our 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 updates are improvements because all updates are not improvements, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And but we do need to update our iOS. Mm-hmm. We do need to, to evolve, and I think mm-hmm. we 
we, I think we are, whether we know it or not, I think we're going through real growing pain right now. Well, we're all just a little lost as mm. a society because we don't have that common value system that we can all agree on. They're out there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to sell the ones that I, that I, that I can see. There's a lot of other mm-hmm. people doing it too, but we need a, we need a station that whatever side of the aisle you're on, whatever, we need one station that we can tune into and go, mm. I purchase that. Mm-hmm. YouTube, cool. Now let's argue about this other thing where I disagree, right. but we both right. purchase that. We agree on that? Right. It's I almost, in, it's even in social expectations of ourselves and others. And right now we just have our expectations as a society mm. are, at, are at a lower level than they, than is necessary. Mm. And we're taking that Kool-Aid because when you lower expectations, it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. A whole lot harder to say no to our kids and follow through on it than say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But what's going to be better for them when they're 18, yeah. 20 and move on some of those no's that you follow through because you helped them go, oh, I learned about that in the world. This hurts. That's why yes. I'm glad my mom and dad taught me that. And mm-hmm. gave me consequence maybe to understand. Um, and also prevent before cure. There's a lot of necessary things we need to cure. But my instinct is to try and find things about where can we prevent before we need to cure and create mm-hmm. incentive. Like I said, to make the broccoli taste good, to see that, Taking care of ourselves does not mean negating or ignoring the welfare of others. Yep. Taking care of others does not negate taking care selfishly of ourselves. That's another mm-hmm. contradiction we have, which I don't believe they are. There's a place I where ourself is actually what's better for the most amount of people. There's yes. a place where doing for the most amount of people actually does serve ourselves mm-hmm. selfishly. Yes, because supporting our communities in this planet supports us it's again it's 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 the both and we have trouble as children and adults with the concept of delayed gratification Mm -hmm. trouble projecting very far into the future about going well the choice i'm making today what will it give me a greater reward tomorrow and we choose a lot of plastic rings and we sacrifice the golden crowns of tomorrow Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about being a hoarder I'm all for pleasure and having fun. And sometimes you're damn right. Have a cake and eat it too. Eat two of them. You only have to go for two. Hell, go for four. Yeah. I'm all for that as well. There's a time for that. But in many ways, sometimes we just have a little consideration for the consequence mm-hmm. of the choice now for ourselves. Yep. What's going to be, that's what kind of green lights is about. How do we, how can we, we can all be cooler to our future selves. <laughs> yes. I love that. I know you've got to jump onto your next interview. So I, I want to I want to wrap up by just saying um, for the folks listening at home who are undoubtedly inspired, who are all going to go out and pick up a copy of Just Because for themselves and their kids, if they want to get involved with the work you're doing um, with Just Keep Living as a foundation, yeah. or they want to learn more about sure. these green lights grants and where they yeah. can apply, where where should people go so they so can follow along? If you're interested in like we have we have. 44 school programs and after-school Title I schools across America. Um, and we've really got some science behind how it's working, which feels really good to say. That's so cool. Just keep living, uh, foundation.org. Um, that's living with no G on the end. Just keep living because life is a verb. And <laughs> if you're interested in the Greenlight Grant Initiative, which is, we didn't get to talk about it, but it's, it's, it's helping the schools, the highest need schools in America write the right kind of grant to get awarded the federal funds that are there, billions of dollars, the federal funds are there through the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act to safen your schools. And the Mm -hmm. government wants to spend this money, but they understand the need. We are helping the schools that need to safen themselves, either physically or through more mental health counselors. We're helping them show that need professionally Mm -hmm. through a professional grant writing service. So cool. Um, go to greenlightsgrantinitiative.org. Check it out. We've got a whole webinar on there. Um, and there's so many cool. ways if you want to be a part, we can we we can use the help. Yeah. And I mean, for folks listening at home, obviously, we're, we're aware that as a nation, we need more mental health support and initiatives and programming in schools. And 
I think a lot of people don't know where to start because applying for government grants is, you know, it's complex, it's expensive, it's intimidating. A lot of people don't know where to go. So what Matthew's doing with green lights is huge. It's it's making it easy for you to do this in your own community, your own schools. Um, so definitely go check out the website. Uh, I can't wait to hear what y'all think of the book. And we're... <laughs> We're just going to have to have a follow-up and talk about space some other Talk's time, my dear. spaceships next time. <laughs> I can't wait. My team lost last night, but it was it was a good showing at Angel City. So, you know, we'll get there. Uh, uh, my team's not – our team, I'm down here. We're going <laughs> tomorrow night, Austin FC. We're, we're not yeah. having a season either down here right now. Well, next time I'm in Austin, I'm going to come with y'all because I, okay. I really Thanks enjoy too. following along online. And I, I love that. Our, our love of soccer is helping to take over the country now. It feels nice. Hey, it's a good reason to do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah, today. You. It's really been a pleasure. Might as well. Thanks, everyone, for All listening. Right. Right now. Thank you. Ciao. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.